Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Overcoming Emotional Eating Podcast. Tonight's episode is a Q&A that came from an old recording, but the content is extremely valuable and we've repurposed it so that you can continue to learn and grow and overcome. As I've mentioned, please take a look at www.wendyfrancis.com under resources for the End Your Emotional Eating Online E3 course. Take a listen to this fantastic episode and enjoy. Is there anyone on the line that has a question about this, about what I spoke about, a comment, uh, or something that I can jump in with, or something that you've learned about yourself around this? Wendy? Mm Mm-hmm. I think the hardest thing for me is if I start to go wrong, stopping. Do you have any strategies for that? Absolutely. Stopping in the moment? Yes. Like, um, it's like what you said, I don't go a little wrong. When I start to go wrong, I go really wrong. (laughs) Right. Do you have any strategies to kind of stop yourself? I think that's that's my definition of a binge. It's just like I just get it almost in a a trance-like thing and I just can't stop myself. Absolutely. And and that's part of what happens, right? That's what that's what I was saying about my client. There are a number of things that you can do to be empowered. So here's some tips and some tools mm-hmm. to help um while you've you know, if you've begun and you and if you can catch yourself and kind of know that you're in it, ooh, wait a minute, I'm here. Right? This is first of all, right there, then you have a chance of catching yourself. So even if you can just bring the awareness in, that's one. Secondarily, if you can bring in another sense, it's very helpful for people and not a rhythmic sense. So what I mean by that, it could be putting some music on in the background, but it can't be rhythmic-based music. It's got to be something that gets your feet tapping and gets your hands snapping, something that you love, something that makes you feel like yourself, something that gives you that really positive, happy energy. Mm-hmm. Okay, that can be really helpful for people. In fact, I have lots of clients walk around with Walkman. Well, they're not Walkmans anymore. Now we walk around with our phones. I still actually have a Walkman at home. I get it. I live in the 80s. Um, (laughs) So, but yeah, something that can connect you into another sense, like hearing. Mm -hmm. That's one thing you can do. Two, you can also take a micro break. And what that means is, You can say to yourself, I'm going to walk outside, I'm going to walk down the hallway, and I'm going to give myself three minutes on my timer. And if I want to come back and continue to eat, I will. A lot of times, if you take that micro break, you'll start to come back to yourself. Because anything that stops the remote pattern that you're in, right, it's like a zone out. Um, anything that can change that or alter that 
will help you come back to yourself. Because that's ultimately what we kind of lose in that moment is ourselves. And so taking, even if, it, even if you can only pull away for 30 or 60 seconds, and if you can get into a different environment, which is why I say outside, getting fresh air can change a lot of people's perspective. Mm-hmm. If you can. Going in the shower can change people's perspective. If it's nighttime, if you're eating at nighttime and you can't get outside, go in a warm shower. The beating water, you know, when the water beats on us, it helps us ground. And it helps us get more in the moment. And so that's the touch sensation, right? So when I said use some of your other senses besides taste, so sound. Um, for some people, it's smell. So some people can start a diffuser with a scent that did not like a vanilla scent, but uh, everybody's a little bit different, but it might be a lavender. It might be a vetiver. It might be something a little bit stronger that brings you into your sensation and dissuades you from then wanting to actually overconsume. Because again, all it's doing is bringing another sensation. You kind of come back to yourself and out of the monotony of the overeating pattern. Mm-hmm. And if you find a scent that works for you with respect to that, then that's where I'll have people, you know, if there's a certain time of day that's hard for you, I'll say, okay, if we know vetiver works for you, because vetiver is a pungent smell, then you, then, you know, then that's what I want in your diffuser at night. Or if you have certain songs that really bring you back to yourself, then you want to have those on your phone so you can access them readily. And you know what those songs are, right? There's, everybody has those certain songs that you play and you're like, oh, yeah, and you're jamming and you feel like yourself and you're singing and you're happy. Those are the songs that you want because that's what's going to bring you back. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you. Absolutely. Very helpful. Good. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's where I begin and find what helps you, you specifically interrupt your pattern. You know, by using some of those different Mm -hmm. strategies, then you can go, okay, this works the best for me, or this doesn't work for me, Mm -hmm. you know, or this works better than that, because we all have kind of this, you know, everybody's just a little bit different in their nuances. So it's finding what works for you individually. But those are some some strategies that I've to work fantastically over the years. Great question. Wendy? Yeah. Did you uh, comment about is there any strategies uh, to keep your eye at the at the ball, so to speak? Most of us are realizing now that it is a four months, perhaps for others, longer process. So how do you keep motivated? Um, sometimes the weight loss isn't as expected. She mm-hmm. can talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true with lots of things in life, right? Um, that sometimes we have to wait longer than expected. Right. But what, the, the, what, 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 the difference here, I think, mm-hmm. at least in my, in my own experience, is the deprivation level is so high. Yes, you're maybe not hungry, but you're not satiated either. You're not, you're not mm-hmm. really enjoying the food in that sense, especially when it's a long time. So, mm-hmm. The way I'm, anyway, this is at least in my experience, it's, it's kind of a long month and duration of deprivation, and I'm just losing 
you know, will sometimes and, and motivation. Okay, got it. So there's a few things I'm hearing. One is, do you know what in particular you're feeling deprived around? Like, is there certain things? Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, definitely, I'm missing my chocolates. I'm missing the cheese, the bread, you know, all of it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh, and, Got it. and even though I'm eating healthy, but again, the monotony of the same food after two months and a half, it, it's just getting it to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there's a couple of things you could do. One would be to, and I tell, you know, one thing that mixes up monotony is variety, right? Going with the polar opposite. So looking, because, you know, nobody wants to feel like they're monotonous ever, although we are as human beings, right? We have certain rituals in the morning and rituals in the evening, right? For getting ready and groomed. But one thing would be for you, it sounds like, Maybe getting some recipes and mixing things up with what you're cooking or you're preparing to allow yourself to have some variety in that so that it doesn't feel so monotonous. Because if it's gotten to the point that it feels that way, it is difficult to hold on. So mixing it up with some different recipes, even if you just start to use some different spices, some different herbs, or pulling off some other recipes on our website or on our Facebook page so that you can have that. And what about the um, feeling of maybe you're not losing as much and, again, you're discouraged because of that? So that's a feeling. Um, so, and and don't, don't answer this part because, well, you could if you want to, but I, I, I don't want to get too personal on a call. But I would ask you where else you feel like that in your, in your life or in your world. Only, it, it doesn't have to be right now. It could have been in the past, too. Only because sometimes that can be related to a pattern elsewhere. We kind of always run, even I run patterns, right? Same patterns. And so I'm constantly watching for my patterns where I'm running them. So watch where that might be happening elsewhere, meaning it might never feel like it's good enough. And staying in your lane and not comparing and knowing that it will happen, right? Realizing that the results will happen. It's just putting in that time. and. Sometimes recognizing that, you know, for most, for most people, and I say for most because there are certain diseases out there that do this different, but for most people, it takes a number of months or years to gain weight, to gain the weight. It could be 10 years. It could be five years. It could be two years. But inevitably, unless you have a disease, it doesn't, you know, come on within a month or two. I mean, there are certain diseases that it happens with, but, but for, most, for most of us, it comes on over the course of months and years. And so recognizing that three to four months is a short time, maybe compared to the amount of time that it took to put it on. It's hard for us, and for me too. I mean, it's, you know, we all kind of want that immediate peace, and sometimes the body just needs to catch up. And it's just about having patience with your body and loving it and nurturing it through the process of change as opposed to berating it and hating it. Just like we would with our children or um, people in our life, right? Loving them through the process of change. And all bodies change different. And all bodies look different when they change. 
So just in recognizing the differences. And for you, it might be in particular linking into some quotes or linking into some song or linking into some words that help you to stay connected to that part. Does that help? I know that. Yes, thank you. Okay. I yeah, have a question I know, I know for you. I was just, whenever you were saying all these different eating patterns, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I have a lot of them. But right now I'm currently on like a healthy eating plan. So of course I feel some food deprivation just because I'm trying to eat correctly for the moment. But I I was trying to think back, like, like when I am overeating, you know, on a regular basis, of course I have these patterns. But food deprivation, like when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, that is me. But there's no reason that I would feel that way. Like, for instance, when I'm eating, if I'm overeating, I'm eating as quickly as possible and as much as I can. And I want to make sure that I can get some more. And it's not like I grew up, you know, deprived of food or all those emotional things that you would think that that would come from that. Do I mean, is there a reason? I mean, is there ways to change that that you've seen? Is there reasons, people? I mean, for the life of me, I can't figure out why I would feel food deprived. Obviously, if I'm eating healthy, you feel deprived because you can't have, you know, all the chocolate you want. But on just a regular basis when I'm not necessarily trying to eat correctly or whatever, I'm binge eating, I, I have that deprivation feeling for some reason. Have you been on a number of diets? Yes. Okay. That's why. <laughs> um, and, and here's why, and, and, and here's where I'm talking from, and this is why we really incorporated the psychological component to our plan. And, and uh -huh. it's really why I tell people, this is how you eat for now. This is not a forever thing. In right. my experience, when I've worked with clients who've been on diets before and who've been on a number of diets before, they've been told you can never have this again. Yes. Or you, this is so bad for you. Right. And right. in that you get the message that those, those foods are no-nos and these foods are yes-yeses. And when you have that mentality, you have food deprivation. Yes, that is exactly what I have. <laughs> right. And, I, right. and, and it's, starting, it's starting to change um, on the, you know, the healthy eating plan I'm doing now. My, it's not quite as, I don't feel deprived and worried about it as much. But that makes a lot of sense because I have been on a lot of diets. That is probably yeah. where that's coming from. Exactly. That's where it comes from. That food deprivation comes from all the no-nos that people have heard yeah. over the years on diets. And that's why I've always said it's only a no for right now. It's not a no right. for forever. Once we get your body balanced, right, once we get those things in line for you, then you can start to add those things back in slowly. And we start to see how your body reacts and what feels good and what doesn't feel good. Right. Yes. And you get to play yes. with that. But that's where your food deprivation comes from is those years of diet. And so I encourage right. you to take, yeah, I'd encourage you to take all the no-nos and just put, and all the yes-yeses and just put them in a maybe, maybe category. And what I yes. mean by that is, you know, when you get to the place and the point that your body is, is ready for you to start to experiment, then you get it, you take your maybe list and you go, hmm, how does it, how does it really feel when I eat chocolate? Or how does it really feel when I drink a latte? You know, I mean, yes. because when you, when you get to that, when, you're, when your body's kind of clean, so to speak, 
you then have a good barometer read. And that's what we want you to get. We want to get you to the place where your body can read like a thermometer, so to speak. Like you can go, this is great for me. And, ooh, this is not good for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't yes. feel, not that it's, yeah, I don't feel good. I mean, I said this before on my call. I can't, I don't do well when I drink coffee. It sounds really crazy. But when I got my body to a place that it was clean, so to speak, I had a cup of coffee and I realized I just feel like crud when I drink coffee. Yet I know lots of people that feel great on coffee. So please, you know, and on our plan, we don't do coffee for the acidity. But the reason why I'm giving you that example is because I might not be able to drink coffee and you might be able to drink coffee once you're off the plan. And that's a biochemical thing. So I learned that just by getting clean. And that's what we want you to do, so to speak, where you get, you know, where you get physiologically balanced or alkaline, you get your hormones in check, we get to clean eating. So put all your foods in the maybe, maybe category. Yeah, you know, that kind of makes me a little more excited about the future to think of the maybe category of, well, and to see if it does make me feel good or feel bad or, you know, so that's, yeah. Thank you. You've definitely helped me think about that. Good. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. So, so that's the way to think about that because, you know, I, I want everyone on our plan to be excited about the future because yeah. once you get to that place where you can really start to experiment, you know, you lose the weight, you get to a place where your body's balanced again, and then you can really experiment, so to speak, with, you know, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go ahead and have a little chocolate and let me see how it feels. Oh, I feel like I'm going to jump out of my skin. That, I don't like how that feels. I, I'm not going to eat it because I don't enjoy how it feels, not because it's high in calories or high in fat, <laughs> you know, or I'm going to try it, right, or vice versa, you know, like I'm going to try a Skittle and the Skittle makes me feel that way, whatever that is, right? Right, right. So, yeah. So that's that, that would be nice to feel that way. So maybe that's something to look forward to, <laughs> to actually not want food because it makes me feel bad, not because I can't have it. So that's so okay. That sounds exactly. Better. Yeah, because that's how we were. You know, and when we were all born, you, me, everybody on the call, anybody that you see in front of you or around you, when we're born, we all have the ability to have that barometer. We all have it when we're young which is why you can watch kids, young kids, take a bite of something and go, ugh, and run, it, and run off and go play, and they're done. It's yeah. because we're all born with that barometer. And what we're trying to do here at IHC is trying to just get everybody back to getting their body physiologically, physically, and psychologically balanced to the place and the point that you're a barometer again, just like you were when you were a child. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Absolutely. Great question and very appropriate question. Great question. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.